The following short podcast is from the book Fodder for Ponder, Embracing Boredom to Enrich Your Life. Available on Amazon as an ebook and paperback. We live in a world of turmoil, deception, and confusion. We have an excessive amount of distractions to drown our pain. The purpose of these podcasts is to encourage the listener to set aside distractions, seek some solitude, activate their creativity, and prayerfully ponder. It will change your life. Chapter 1. Ponder About Pondering This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Joshua 1 verse 8 Put aside all pretense and make it your goal to be authentic. Taking time to ponder will foster authenticity. A manufactured false image will only foster incorrect, meaningless, pressure-filled connections with others. If you want meaningful, genuine relationships, you need to be authentic. So, what does the path to authenticity look like in this crazy, fast-paced, noisy world? Only in silence and solitude will you find authenticity. It is in solitude where isolation will make you stronger. Without silence and solitude, you will be a faint reflection of those around you, not thinking or believing for yourself. A finger puppet of the masses. Well, I mean an isolated, lonely finger puppet of the masses. We are superficially connected in so many ways these days, it is hard to picture solitude with silence. Why do we never leave our houses without our cell phones? Or when we do, we feel that something vital is missing. Our constant conduit to the world, a short leash tied tightly around our neck. We need silence and solitude more now than ever before. Solitude is taking time in a specific place with a deliberate purpose and plan. It is time to ponder and ask questions. It is a place we set aside, discover what you believe and stand for, and develop a plan that is not pressured or forced. For solitude to be productive, you need time that is free from distraction and observation. You will need to unplug your electronic connection with the world. You need time when you are not watching the world and when the world is not watching or listening to you. There are several different forms of solitude with different purposes and focus. You need to pick the most beneficial style of solitude. Firstly, there is mind-numbing solitude, which is often more destructive than beneficial. We can find mind-numbing in activities like drugs, alcohol, gambling, computer games, and excessive observation of sporting events or television. Mind-numbing solitude is a break from the everyday world, 
but the result is less resilience and eventually more boredom. Mind-numbing solitude is attractive because it provides a readily available separation from the world's pressures with little personal involvement. Over time, this type of solitude loses its effectiveness and can cost you everything. Secondly, there is recreational solitude found in going for a walk or run, playing a sport, hiking in the woods, or sitting in a tree stand. If approached with a positive attitude, routine apparent mundane tasks like lawn mowing, floor cleaning, washing dishes, or car washing could be considered this type of recreational solitude. This type of solitude can be a real break from daily stresses as you have an opportunity to think through life's issues without distractions from others. Recreational solitude can help improve your physical fitness and restore or maintain your resilience to a certain degree. Thirdly, creative solitude is found in activities like painting, photography, quilting, playing a musical instrument, or other creative activities. This type of solitude is another definite break from daily stressors and can also help restore your resilience. Finally, the most valuable form of solitude is restorative solitude, where you sit in silence with a pen and paper with a purpose and focus. This form of solitude is perfect for inventory taking. You will need a place where you can separate yourself from others and the world. This place needs to be easy to get to and free from interruption. If you find it very difficult to focus your thoughts because of distractions from your past, you may have to start with some therapeutic writing. Therapeutic writing is a way of setting aside past issues that weigh you down today. These could be past hurts, abuses, or injustices. To set these issues aside, take 30 minutes a day for four to five days and write about the individual troubling subject. This exercise will not eliminate the impact of the injustice, but hopefully it will help you live more deliberately and not continue to live as a victim. If you live as a victim, you will live a powerless and ultimately meaningless isolated life. You do not want to live as a victim. The goal of this time of solitude is to become more authentic. God only made one you and that you possesses unique qualities and purposes. It would be a shame to neglect your uniqueness as you are working to gather appreciation from others, others who do not care. Now that you have set aside the burdens of past injustice, you can now focus on the present. This solitude is a time of separation from the thoughts, actions, words, and opinions of others. It is time to honestly and humbly evaluate and reevaluate. Take a moral inventory by asking yourself some of the following questions. What are your core beliefs? What do you stand for? Who are you? For restorative solitude to be productive, it needs to not turn into a time of fanciful daydreaming. It is helpful to write your thoughts as a way of keeping your wandering mind in check. Use this time to find your purpose and meaning. 
take time to evaluate your choices and the consequences of those choices. Take time to reflect on your mortality and the mortality of others. Take time to ponder spiritual matters. Take time to ask God to search your heart. What do you believe? And how is it evident in the way you live your life? I use this time to prayerfully consider passages in the Bible and how they apply to daily life. Solitude time should be a time for reflection and contemplation and not a time for rumination over previous hurts or injustices. When you find these intrusive thoughts distracting you, it is time for more therapeutic writing. Time spent in solitude is not a race. Take your time, remain focused but unpressured, and you will find, with God's guidance, that slowly your resilience, creativity, and authenticity will grow. Another catalyst for accurate inventory taking is to have trustworthy people in your life who care enough about you to say no. We all need people around us who will be willing to challenge us. It is easy to see the faults in others. It is not so easy to see your own. It helps to have others who understand your weaknesses report to you what they see. Be the kind of person who invites people with this level of integrity into their life and then consider what they are seeing and be willing to seek out and take advice. Then correct what needs correction. David had witnessed God's love forgiveness, and strength many times in his life by the time he wrote Psalm 139 in his latter years. He saw a giant fall with the impact of one small stone, armies defeated, and the wealth of a nation grow. In Psalm 139, David stated how he was aware of God's expansive knowledge and presence. He acknowledged how God had formed us in ways that are beyond our ability to comprehend. Knowing all David knew and experienced from God, he requests just one thing towards the end of his life. He asks that God help him see if he is walking in any path of pain. David asked God for assistance with taking an accurate inventory. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Psalm 139 verses 23 and 24 from the Passion Translation. This should be our prayer as we place our head on our pillow every night. God, show me the path of pain I am walking and the way back to you. We should be watching over our hearts and taking moral inventory because this will determine our life's direction and outcome. We only get one life, spend it wisely. Proverbs 4, verses 23 to 27. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put devious lips far from you. 
Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Consider well and watch carefully the path of your feet and all your ways will be steadfast and sure. Do not turn away to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from the path of evil. Ask these questions when using this principle as a filter for your life. Am I authentic? What path of pain am I on? Do I have people in my life who care enough about me to say no? Do I make any time for solitude? Do I ask God to help me see the destructive directions I am going? The remainder of these podcasts will be a list of topics worth pondering and some poems resulting from the time spent pondering. Here is a little poem on pondering. As I pause to ponder. As I pause to ponder, the noise around me grows. From things I've left unfinished to nursing all my woes. It's an effort to be quiet and sit before the Lord with all this noisy clatter inside me I've kept stored. But no matter what's accomplished by these hands this very day, it's his voice I need to follow and in his rest I need to stay. But still it takes an effort to keep that noise at bay for it screams from every corner as I wander through the day. Why is the meaningless so urgent, the insurmountable so pressing, when peace is found in order and calm is so refreshing? What are those devices used against my very soul to distract and divert me on the path I choose to go? Pretense is a symbol that clangs inside my head, for to be seen as unworthy, this I fear and dread. I sacrifice the quiet Embrace the noise instead to project a glowing image to avoid that awful dread. But the image isn't perfect. It's full of many holes. This drives me to work harder, bragging, buying, primping, clothes. But I know that the acceptance I long for and I seek is only found in you, Lord, given freely to the meek. So let's pull this weed of pretense let meekness grow instead, and then your rest and quiet will chase out all that dread. Fear is a bass drum with a constant robust beat. It drives me to seek knowledge or to safely plant my feet. But in a world of endless knowing, what knowledge will help me to move safely and securely without feeling I have to flee? So how can I move forward facing all this fear when the news is so depressing and science is unclear? It's the knowledge that you love me that brings quiet to my soul. To rest in that assurance is all I need to know. To know that you love me, Lord, when nothing's making sense is to trust in your protection, quiet and at rest. The distractions that are foremost are oft not big events, but daily irritations like mowing and fixing fence. They're a constant tap-tap-tapping like a broken metronome, the pace ever increasing as I race about my home. 
How will I regain order in this growing noisy mess, but to spend each waking moment never pausing for a rest? Oh Lord, will you help me? I'm feeling overwhelmed. The weeds are getting bigger. I have no time for friends. The answer you have given in your precious living word is to always remain thankful, leaning on you, Lord. To be thankful for all you've given, the pressured panic aside, so now I can move forward with your priorities to guide. I still will do the dishes, clean the car and dust the floor, but now it's part of worship, for it's you that I adore. The sweet melody of riches is another weed I see. It gives pleasure for a moment, but no security. For everything I purchase, a price must be paid, not just in dusty dollars, but in energy and time, I'm afraid. It feeds a hungry passion, always wanting more, and when I have enough, there's no room on my floor. So then I must get busy, build a much, much bigger house to store those precious treasures and chase out every mouse. But as I sit there quiet, in the midst of all this stuff, there's a deep and haunting feeling that there'll never be enough. The pleasures that are fleeting has just now flit away, and I am left here grieving with only bills to pay. The answer is in resting in the protection of your hand to know that you love me is worth more than all the land. To be content with the little that you have given me, that has a lot more value than owning every tree. For if I owned a forest, I'd be pruning all the time, no time for praise and worship, spending every dime. I know the thorns are many, growing in my heart. Dear Lord, it's time for clearing, so your word can get a start. Guide me as I ponder your precious holy word. May the seeds you are dispersing be more than loosely heard. May they have a chance for growing deep within my heart, not pulled out by their roots before they get a start. May they grow as they are nurtured by the sower and his son to bring a fruitful harvest instead of having none. I'm thankful for the blessing of each seed you throw in my way. Let's keep this garden weeded so the seeds can grow and stay. Teach me to be patient, to let your seedlings grow, and produce a great big harvest for your purpose and your goal. I am happy to be sitting as just a pile of dirt in which your seed is growing, resting, peaceful, and alert. <laughs>